attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of Gen D, that little podcast where it's usually just me and Dana, but sometimes we let some friends come chat with us too to talk all things Disney and sorry, Andrew Cover fan favorite, the OG fan favorite, Kim is back with us today. She's like cheering herself on in the background. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Um, I'm here in my own home studio where I've allowed people to come in, a small audience, live audience, $25 ticket. It all goes to charities of various kinds, but so I just want to acknowledge the people that are in here. There's a line around. She's got a crowd. She's got a crowd. Sorry, Andrew. (laughs) <laughs> she's so popular she i mean really who who would have guessed that you would have sold out your 25 dollar ticket um admission so quickly too so quickly immediately it was only people that had pre-sales that could even get in it was nuts yeah you're crazier oh, than wow. adele yeah, yeah yeah and you didn't and, even and, you um, didn't cancel your show <laughs> yeah, no so are you no. also gonna do a residency in vegas and then actually not show up I don't know. I can't get into it right now, legally speaking. Um, but we are. Uh, let's just say conversations are happening. Did you guys speaking okay. of Vegas residencies? Did you see Britney Spears singing her like her yes. new cover of "Hit Me"? Oh my yes. gosh! It was amazing. She sings low. She yeah. sings her low, like, deep, growly voice, soulful. and it's "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." And she's like, "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." It was like good. I was into <laughs> no, it. No, it I, I, I've watched it multiple times on Instagram. She's the gift that keeps I, on giving. I had to stop following Britney Spears. No, because it, it it was so Dana, much of her bits. Turn in the, your the Disney card. She's the original Mickey Mouseketeer. Well, not the original, not. but no, like you know what not. I mean. In my mind, in my mind, she she and Justin Timberlake were like the originals in in my head. But um, in your millennial, oh, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I, sorry, Ryan Gosling. Sorry, Goss. You're out of here. I guess. No, just JT. He and was Brittany. in that same class. Sorry. Christina, also a Mickey Mouser, mm-hmm. a Mickey Mouseketeer. No, Annette Funicello yeah, is like the original Mouseketeer. Christina, ugh. What am I kidding? She can sing so much better than Britney Spears can. But I love her. <laughs> I love out. Christina. Who cares? You know what? Britney is free. She's doing her thing. She's got married. She's gone through it. I mean, this year has been rough on Britney. So I say, Britney, if you want to redo all of your hit songs into like a soulful, deep voice, I am here for it. And I think, I frankly think she should record the new version of the fireworks show and all the music at Disney World better than the knockoff Donnie and Marie that are currently doing it. There's my vote. Okay. I think that's a little <laughs> intense. Um, I don't disagree. I thought the song sounded good. I had to listen to it a couple times because the first time I didn't like it on Instagram. And the second time I was like, okay, Brittany, I hear you. Um, good for you. I'm proud of you. I love you, but I also don't need her singing the fireworks show at Disneyland. Well, whenever she kicks off a Vegas residency again, because we know that's going to happen at some point because mama's going to want to make some money. So we're going. Heck yes. We're going to that for sure. Did you know that Kim and I saw Shania Twain last December and we were dressed up as Shania. We went as different <laughs> Shania's. So I'm sure we'll do that for Britney. Well, I'm still waiting on the Kelly Clarkson residency that she had to cancel because of the Rona. And then it's never come back because apparently she's like busy. She's a talk show. I don't know. Whatever. Listen, you're talking to somebody that has made multiple Kelly Clarkson TikToks today. So. By pure coincidence. I don't often. Yes, too. 
I don't often. I don't often. They're the only two I've ever done, but random coincidence. I'm also waiting for that to come back. I don't think it will. <laughs> so this is not um, Millennial Nostalgia Podcast. Uh, we're actually <laughs> here to talk about Disney. I don't know about you guys. I went running. I was coaching team and training tonight. Um, we're all like starting to raise money and run for the, the New York Marathon, London Marathon, all these different marathons. Anyway, it is hotter than words I cannot say on this podcast in New York right now. It is hot, hot, hot. It's humid. I forgot after living in California again for a couple of years and coming back to this sweaty, I, New York's just disgusting right now. It's disgusting everywhere. I mean, it was 100 degrees here. It was our first 100-degree day, I think, of the summer in California. And, yeah, I can't do that humidity. Kim and I were at Disney World in Florida a couple months ago, and we felt that humidity, and that's a big nope for me. Uh, But just the desert heat is so hot, too. It's it's all oppressive. See, this is what I love, though. When we lived in Northern California and we come down to Anaheim or we go to Palm Springs – we go to Arizona and you just sit in that dry heat that I love. Like, give me the dry heat. I will sit out in it. Yeah. So I cannot wait to go to Arizona over the holidays because we're just going to sit, even though it won't be that hot then. It'll still be heat compared to here. But it'll be hot forever. It's never cold anymore. It's hot forever. No. You'll, well, it'll be hot. Clearly, I mean, like the UK, like go across the pond, right? The UK recorded their hottest day ever. And also, this is not a weather podcast either. I'm getting there with the Disney <laughs> tie-in in a second. Weather and traffic on the tens and twos here at Gen D. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Disneyland Paris, because it's been so hot, we just saw these photos and I saw some video. They like, they don't even do this in Florida and Florida becomes hotter than you know what all the time anyway. But at Disneyland Paris, the heat is so extreme they were hooking hoses up to fire hydrants throughout the parks, cutting holes in the hoses to create water sprays to literally just spray people down and cool them off while they're at the parks. That's like the jankiest sprinkler system I've ever heard, but I would, yeah. I, I kind of have this mental image of watching cast members just like puncturing holes with like <laughs> screwdrivers, like feverishly puncturing holes in a hose and then people flocking to it. Well, and this is Paris. So like while they're smoking a cigarette yeah. in one hand and puncturing with their holes baguettes. in the other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And their berets. I mean, I've never been to a park. Like you guys said, we've been to Disneyland Paris twice. I've never been to a park where nobody cares. And like people just be like strolling down Main Street, puffing away on their cigarette, cigarette. And nobody stops them. It's Paris. No, wow. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know. It's hot. Stay cool out there. I mean, like in Central Park, they will, um, when there are a lot of people out running, they'll put out the like water sprays for you to like run through while you're doing it. Mm. And then also we've discovered with Little Noah the greatest thing about being in the parks in the city here is they've got all these little parks with like water features everywhere and spray things. And yeah. it's heaven for grownups and kids. But so speaking of Disneyland Paris, that was a long way to get to Disneyland Paris, but we're here back <laughs> in the rumor mill. That's apparently maybe a little more than a rumor. And I don't know what this means for the future of star Wars, but apparently they have nixed galaxy's edge at Disneyland Paris. So what? Yeah. So their plan was to build a Disney, a galaxy's edge. The next one they were going to build was at Disneyland Paris. It was announced back in 2018 when they announced the Avengers campus, which has opened there. And they've got like the cool new Iron Man ride, which I watched a video of. And by the way, it looks amazing. The Iron Man ride. They took rock and roller coaster and just overlaid it. Did what they basically did to tower of terror, 
DCA. They did a yeah. massive cool. retheme and overlay of Rock and Roller Coaster. And then they're building, they're currently building Arendelle, which will be the first Arendelle at a, at a Disney theme park, which I've seen the renderings and it looks amazing. Kim, Arendelle is where this um, very popular movie um, Frozen I just, takes place and followed by Frozen 2, is, followed by the Olaf Shorts, followed by a fine. musical Listen, on Broadway, Frozen is fine. followed by a new dining it's stage fine. show it's on It's a fine show. movie. It's a fine movie. But everybody's out here acting like Tangled never happened. Tangled is better. Frozen is a poor man's Tangled. And I've been saying it since day one. And what I'm sick of is that every single park we go to... Everybody loves Frozen. That's fine. I'm not saying that they shouldn't love Frozen, but I'm saying that there can hey, be room hey, Kim, in your heart for another Kim, strong, independent Kim, woman. Kim. Like Kelly Clarkson. Kim. Let it go. What's up, bud? Let it go. Kim, no, that's uh, that's not even that. And it just let's. Where, there's no room. There's no room for anything to be tangled themed. That's impossible. Yeah. That's not true at all. Yeah. A bathroom. You get a bathroom. Bathroom. A bathroom. <laughs> Thanks for the bathroom, Disney. We appreciate it. Also, they use that Mandy Morse, that one song in every, almost like every Disney fireworks show and performance. Which is a beautiful music. song. I need to hear more of it. Yeah, but they also use yeah. Frozen. So anyway, Arendelle's being built at Disneyland Paris. Great, Kim good. will be, we're going to take Kim to Disneyland Paris. That's the next. She's done the Disney World. Now we have to take, because Dana, you haven't been to Disneyland Paris either. So I feel like right. we all have to go do it. Um, Does that feel like an experience based on what I my reaction just now that you guys want is to yes. have me also be there? Yes, because I just want your like <laughs> yes. non thrilled face in every picture there too. Being like, it's not- fine. I'm not saying it. I'm just whatever. It's fine. Well, real quick with Tangled, um, when we were at Disney World, we had like a not totally like we'd had a couple drinks in, but we had like a good 30 minute like very deep conversation about why tangled doesn't have any sort of representation and kim was so mad but then we were like trying to look at the timeline i was like frankly i think that just the movie came out at the wrong time for disney like it's a great movie kim i'll give you that what about merida yeah merida too she felt she just well they have her they have her in like a corner at disneyland like behind a thing where you go take your picture with her they hid her yeah. away like yeah. they hid Pocahontas away at Animal Kingdom. Like, you know, let's just put them over there. <laughs> if you notice that, like, Pocahontas is literally hidden behind the barbecue restaurant or Pizza Fari or something at Animal Kingdom. They don't want people looking too closely at that storyline in the movie. They don't want people asking too many questions about that. They just want to be like, no, we, uh, Colors of the Wind, am I right? You know? They had that movie playing in the background at my kid's summer camp today because she told me about it. And she's like, they were playing Pocahontas. And she comes home every day. They always have some Disney movie on in the background um, in the afternoon. And she was like, yeah, they're playing Pocahontas. I was like, what do you think? And she goes, eh, it was okay. Like exactly in that same way, her five-year-old voice. I was like, okay. Yeah, well, it's got great songs. Yeah. Color in the Wind, or yeah. Color Colors of the Wind. You can't yeah. beat it. But she was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, Miko's cute. She's like, okay. Yeah. Like, she just was just, not into all it. Right, so, right. hot take from a five-year-old. <laughs> so, anyway, back to Disneyland Paris. I don't know what this means. Like, if they're nixing Galaxy's Edge. So, basically, um, they announced all this in 2018. And the president of Disneyland Paris... Natasha something, I'm not going to even try to pronounce her last name. Natasha Bedingfield, the president of Disneyland Paris on French TV. She's got a pocket pocket full of sunshine. 
stuff. Sorry. Um, was interviewed on French TV, and the reporter said, the third thematic area mentioned in 2018 concerned the Star Wars universe, but it is no longer mentioned today. Is it still planned? The president of Disneyland Paris replied, we're still working on that third theme. We'll make announcements about this whenever we are ready. So mm. reading between the lines, it sounds like Galaxy's Edge is out. Maybe the French don't like Star Wars as much as the Americans. Maybe. But all the Brits who come. Yeah, but forget the French. It's all the Brits who come down. It's basically the UK's Disneyland. When you think about it, they hop on the Eurostar. It's a direct train from the Eurostar to Disneyland Paris. There are so many Brits in that dang place. And they're all obsessed with Star Wars. They film Star Wars over there. Like, I, um, yes, I am completely, like, deciding that for the entire population of the United Kingdom that they all love Star <laughs> Wars. But I don't know. Like, maybe maybe they're rethinking things as a company because, like, the Star Wars Hotel was wah-wah. You can, like, there are never really long lines for Smuggler's Run. And let's be honest, it's not that exciting of a ride. It's basically Star Tours, but in a different ride vehicle. You know, and it's only fun if you're the front two people. Otherwise, yeah. there's no it's a bummer. Of a I have more I of a business response to this. I think okay. that the reason they have are probably not going to put in Galaxy's Edge is because it was a one billion dollar build to do it. They did it twice. That is so much money that they could probably push out to other things. If Star Wars isn't rating to the European crowd as much as it is to America, and to your point, Adam, it probably is not doing as well as what they thought, but $1 billion, I sound like Dr. Evil, like $1 billion, (laughs) but like that is how much it costs them to make that. That's a lot to gamble on for something that might only get a mediocre response. Yeah, and I I will say, having been to Walt Disney Studios in Paris, the place is, I'm very excited to see it now that they have like the Ratatouille land and now they've got the Avengers campus. They'll have Arendelle. It still needs something because it's just a very, ugh, park. It's basically like DCA without them doing anything to DCA is how it was when we've been there. Like old DCA. So also looking up how much Avengers Campus in Paris cost, I just Googled that and it cost them $2 billion to build the Avengers Campus in Paris. So also maybe that's where some of their funding went because we now know Galaxy's Edge is so expensive. Maybe that's why they don't have the money. Bob Chapek flat out said the other day that like they're out of money to build attractions, which is hard to believe. Um, mm-hmm. Just check my bank account for money gone to Disney. Sure. I no, he's a really reliable guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like they said, maybe when they have the funding, like that Mary Poppins ride is not actually dead. It might actually happen at Epcot. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Disneyland Paris is such a funny place because the Disneyland Park in Paris is my favorite of the Disneyland or Magic Kingdom iterations. It's beautiful. It's spacious. It's stunning when you walk in there. And it's like, especially at night, and it's like, there's something kind of really cool. We've, we've only been in the winter, and it gets so dark so early, and then it's like chilly and frosty, and you're in the parks, and there's something kind of romantic to it. I don't know. It just, it works. Like, they, it's just beautiful. But then you go across the way to Walt Disney Studios Park, and it's just a big old dump. So, I don't know. We'll see. 
I'll, well, I'll I don't go. know either, but I definitely want to see it when someday, someday it will happen. But one that's day. not what you're all here for, folks, our ramblings, though. I hope you enjoyed the last 15 minutes. We're here to talk ramblings. more about Frozen versus Tangled. Yes. So, Kim, what is your issue with Anna? Listeners, if you want a Frozen versus Tangled <laughs> episode, you're going to have to let us know and we will make it happen. I have a feeling that I could come up with some really good Frozen fighting you know, arguments with you, Kim, but you are a really good debater, so I'm a little nervous. What does Andrew think? I don't know. Is he a frozen or tangled person? Who knows? Listeners, let's do a poll. What do we think Andrew's favorite princess movie is, Tangled or Frozen? We'll find out yeah. on Instagram. He's going to um, come back with but, Aladdin. Uh. Yeah. That's not one of the choices, Andrew. Well, folks, you're here because we, um, well, I guess we brought Kim back on because we all have recently gone to, I always say it in such disdain. You sound so disappointed. You ask me. (laughs) No, no, Kim, you told us you were really bored. You needed something to do. You texted us. You're like, guys, I'm I'm just, I'm missing you. I I miss my fans. They miss me. I want to come back on the podcast. Mm -hmm. That's how that happened. Yeah. That was a private text to you, Adam. That was between well, you. Now the and world me, knows, but. but it's fine. You told me something <laughs> about you were eating Olive Garden while thinking about this. I don't. Oh know. my god! I I should be so lucky. <laughs> I'm gonna go now. You guys are gonna just talk about <laughs> Olive Garden ready. the whole time. Bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, folks, you came here because we were we promised you a review of the Space 220 restaurant in Epcot, and so we need yes. to deliver that to you. So Kim went with me to Disney World a few months back. We both, along with our friend Sierra, got to experience the dinner at Space 220, and I know Adam and his family got to have the lunch at Space 220 about a month prior. So we figured we'd go through our entire experience, which that is what it is. It's a full experience Ooh, for a meal. And we're going to talk about the price, what we th- maybe thought we were going to experience, maybe what it actually ended up being. And we'll give you a review of all of our food. So I say let's dive on into it and maybe start with first the the hardest element oh of this entire review, which is getting a reservation for Space 220 at Epcot. So, Adam, let's talk yeah. about what you and I both separately had to go through to get a reservation. It's a it's a thing. And, you know, if you guys have stuck with us for all 55 episodes, by now you know Dana and I are quite good at the getting on the apps uh-huh. and making it happen and getting the things we want when we want them. We sure are. Yep. Ooh, this almost broke me. We were up there with when the little runaway railway thing was never ending on the Disneyland website. That almost broke me. Space 220 almost did me in. So Kurt and I have been talking about Space 220 forever. Like we've been watching the updates on it. We wanted to know when it was opening. We'd like see them kind of building the building every time we go down there. We were, because we're a couple of nerds. We love Star Trek. We love space. We love Star Wars. Like this was something that was, we're super jazzed about. So we finally said, all right, we're going to go. We literally had to plan our entire Disney World vacation around this reservation to make it happen. We had to move park reservations. We had to do all this stuff to make this one lunch reservation happen. So when I got up. And real quick, when you're done here, I'm going to share you guys my tip on how you can get this reservation. It's not a 100% guarantee, but I think I've got it pretty much on lock. And I shared this with you, Adam. Which is why you had to move everything. Yeah. So we were going to do 
um, we basically were like trying to push it out as far as we can. We have a tradition that we always go to Animal Kingdom on our last day at Disney World. It's like our thing. It's a good because there's always a super late like 9 p.m. flight back to New York. So you can have a full day at the Animal Kingdom before you fly back. So it's always been our thing. We always end our day there. So we were trying to do Epcot the day before. We knew what day we wanted. I got up at 5.58 a.m., got on the things, and oh, lo and behold, nothing available <laughs> at Space 220. So I kept refreshing, like frantically, got all of our other dining reservations we wanted. That was no problem. I even got Oga's Cantina. Like we got, we got good stuff that we wanted to go, we wanted to have, but we couldn't get Space 220. So I went on to Mouse Watcher, Dot com and paid $14.99 or whatever it was, something like that, where they literally will send you text messages the second. I don't know what kind of weird computer smart thing programming they have that is constantly, Kim looks fascinated right now, by the way, you should see her face. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea this technology existed. So mousewatcher.com, you literally like throw in what you want, your party, your date options, the range of dates, all these things, and how long you want the thing to search for search for you for. And it costs based on like how long you want it to search. If you just want the email, if you want the text and the email, it costs more. Hot tip, you want the text message because you literally have to move as fast as humanly possible. As soon as you see that text, you click that link Make sure your phone is always signed in on the Disney World website on Safari or Chrome, whatever you use, because even just immediately clicking the second that text message comes in, somebody else is going to grab that reservation before you. So you have to be fast, fast fingers to do it. And so we finally were able to nab one and it was like a lunch reservation on the second day of our trip or something. So we had to move everything around, but we locked it in. We had the reservation and that's how we got it. But that was a lot of stress in me frantically, like fumbling on my phone mid meeting with like a client being like, hold on, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> like, I have to get this. So I had oh, no. a slightly different experience and I had a much easier experience for the tip I'm about to share with everybody. And uh, that costs no dollars to do, but there are people who will take, who will be in a better advantage vacationers. And there will be people who are not in a good advantage based off of where you are staying and what you are doing at Disney World. So I ended up getting up, same thing you're talking about, but at 3 a.m. to book all of our reservations. I started first with Space 220. And here is what is my hot tip. If you are going for more than two days on your vacation, we were going for five. You look on the last day of your vacation window to book that particular one. And the reason being is they open up your dining reservation window based off of your entire timeline of your vacation. So let's say it's a Monday through a Friday. If you're looking on that Friday, you have a way better chance of getting any of those coveted reservations at the end of your trip versus if you try to get one on the first or second day because all the people who are checking in days and weeks before you have already had that window of reservation time open to them. So that Monday day is not going to be as available as that Friday day because it's literally further out on the calendar timeline. Is there a trick with that though? Like what I'm asking is, could you cheat the system and like just magically book a, I don't know, 14 day trip instead of a seven day trip and then cancel half 
your stay once you get the dining reservation or do they catch you? It's a good question. I know people who have done that. Maybe not that extensive of an example that you're giving, but maybe on one end or the other for those reservations. You absolutely can do that. I wouldn't – it's up to you. It's up to you and who is booking your trip and what they want to do. I have not had any problem. In fact, not only did I get the the one reservation I wanted for Space 220, I kept refreshing and I ended up getting three reservations for Space 220. I got us a Thursday lunch, a Friday lunch, and a Friday dinner. And I chose the dinner for us. So I got to select and I booked them really fast right at that three o'clock window, but I booked them at the tail end of our trip versus at the beginning. So that's where Adam, you know, when you're saying that you're really wanting to go to a different park on that last day and that didn't work out, I would say my other tip to any listeners who are planning a trip is that they need to kind of be flexible with those days they're going to be at certain parks if that reservation is the number one requirement of that trip. Going back to my other point, the people who are going to be at a disadvantage for this are the people who are, one, not staying on Disney property, and two, are only going for one or two nights to Disney because their window is so short and they only, and if you're not staying on property, you're only getting on a rolling one single day basis, not your entire like week-long vacation window opening up. So you already are at a disadvantage for any of those coveted places. Doesn't mean you can't get good dining. Doesn't mean it's impossible, but you are way at a disadvantage versus if you're going on a longer vacation window. So keep that in mind if you're really serious about wanting to do Space 220. Kim, were you super stressed out about this? Were you like, you know, was it hard? Let me tell you, it was really hard for me. Um, I was really stressed out. I was aware, certainly. No, you weren't. What kind of friend would I be that I wouldn't be aware of this? What kind of friend would I be if I wasn't aware of this? (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, most stressful. Most stress was on me, frankly. And nobody's talking about that enough. Uh Uh-huh, for sure. I I booked it for you guys. Oh, that's another thing that's to your advantage is if you're going in a small group under four people, you have way better of odds than if you're rolling deep with seven people. You and I, Adam, have talked about big reservations before and just don't expect it or split your party up. But um, yeah, if you're going with two to three people, you have a way higher likelihood. And also that whole restaurant doesn't really have big party tables the way it's set up. Mm -mm. Should we talk about what yeah. the experience was like to go in? So I guess Kim, who's like never been to Epcot either before, like what yeah. was your initial reaction when we walked up to the Space 220 section? Cool. No, Kim. That's a very, that's very detailed. It's <laughs> very, th- that answer was like your face and all your ride photos. Like, yeah, just very, <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. Great. It was cool. What do you mean by cool? Um, I, I was blown away. I, walking into it, I was like, this can't. We must be missing something. There must be more behind this that we're not seeing. Um, and then when you walk in, you want me to describe what it's like? Yeah, did you yeah. know? Well, let me just ask. Did you, had you seen any pictures of it, videos of it, anything before yes. going there? Yes. So okay. this whole trip for Disney, Dana was so great and like, made an excellent schedule and like had me all these amazing reservations. We had multiple conversations of her just checking because she was going with two people that had never gone before. And she was so great about saying, you know, what do you guys want to do? What do you most care about? What are, you know, where, where are you at with things? And I just kept saying, which was not helpful at all. I know, um, whatever, 
<laughs> because I've never been. And so I was just excited. There was nothing because she knows me so well and knows my Disney preferences so well. I just fully trusted that I was not going to miss out on something that I would have wanted to see, waste my time on something that didn't really like matter that much. So I fully trusted the entire trip. But I did see a video of Space 220 on TikTok before reservations, before any of it. And I sent it to her and I said, this would be cool. And she immediately was like, well, we're not doing it. I was like, okay, fine. That's fine. It's fine. And then I don't care about it. We can do whatever you think is good, I think. What do you want to do? Frozen? That's fine. But um, so getting these reservations. Did you drag her to the Frozen sing-along? Please tell me you took her to the Frozen sing-along. No, I wish we had. Kim, you would have loved it. Hold on. We did take her to the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. And Sierra and I, whose Belle is our favorite princess, we're both just like arms in the air, singing and having the best time. And Kim is just like, really? Where's the tangled version of this? But... Listen, I liked the Bell sing-along. It was fun and funny. No, we should have done the Frozen one as well. You would have appreciated mm-hmm. the humor in the Frozen sing-along. Like, it's it's funny. Like, adult jokes left and right in that thing. It's funny. So was Tang... I don't want... Listen, anyway. Okay. So, okay, back uh, to Space 220. So, so um, I had seen a TikTok. So I knew a little bit about what it was going to be. But because part of what you see, or what I saw in this, like, one video was... An elevator takes you up. And I I understand science, obviously. Everybody knows that about me. So I know that I couldn't go into space. But I definitely wasn't like, what is this one-story, two-story building? This can't possibly be the entire thing. So going into it was really cool. It it's was. so well-branded. And by the way, back to your TikTok, you did send it to me, and I told you no, but I always under-promise and over-deliver. That's what I ended up doing here in this scenario. So, so, yeah, so when you go to Space 220, you check in at the beginning, and they give you a ticket and say, like, wait here until your boarding group is called. So they really treat this as you are getting on some sort of spacecraft to take you space up elevator. to- space elevator to take you up to a restaurant that is 220 miles out of earth. And so when you walk in, you see this really cool like circular um, graphic screen on the ground and above you. And everybody can kind of huddle around and look over it with a railing. And it wasn't a screen, around, it was real. Uh, okay. A very realistic looking window, a window so that you could see uh, the moment you left Epcot and you really could see Epcot. You could see the Epcot ball. You could see the theme park. Then you could see Florida and then you could see the United States. And before you know it, everything kind of fades into the background and you are up in space. What was so cool is like I walked into it and I was like, I am going to buy into this because we talked about like before we went there, we talked about the Star Wars Hotel And I was like, you really have to like buy in and suspend belief if you're going to enjoy this. So I was like, when we walked in there, I was like, no, I am. I'm in. I'm going to suspend belief as much as I possibly can and just buy into this experience. And so like going in that elevator, like the sound effects were amazing. The sound changed when you went into space. Like it was just the, I couldn't decide if I wanted to watch us going up or watching Florida go away down below. I mean, I do enjoy Florida disappearing, but like it was so Goodbye, cool. Florida. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Won't miss you. I really think Disney needs to like become its own state. I mean, it, bas- it still has its own government until Ron DeSantis ruins that, but like it should just be the state of, I don't know, Disney down there. And yeah. 
get rid yeah. of the rest of Florida. But anyway, I don't know. Like, I just bought in. And I was like, it was, first of all, the Imagineers, like, hats off to them for how they designed this thing that doesn't actually move. But you feel yeah. like it's going up. Yeah, I want to bring that back to Kim for a second because Kim does get a little motion sick, especially if there's anything 3D. This is not 3D. But um, Kim, how did you feel on the elevator? Yeah, elevators for some reason like really screw with my broken little brain. And so I was like, I want to see, is there any movement happening at all? Like what is really happening? Because I can see it. Uh, And so I like stepped back away from the glass, the window, and um, didn't look down, and you're not moving at all. Like, I could not feel a single thing. No, they do it's it with just sound, so incredible. and, like, it's so cool. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It feels like genuinely, I mean, listen, we started this episode, we together, because I'm a part of this now, um, talking about how hot it is everywhere. Let's be honest, we're not that far from the idea of, like, needing to leave this planet to at least have dinner somewhere. <laughs> so it feels like a very plausible thing like this, you know, give it a few uh, months and <laughs> this could be exactly how having Kim, a restaurant Kim, in space Kim, would be. None of us are going on that boat. We are, we are not, <laughs> we don't have that lottery ticket, that rich ticket to get on that. No, Noah's but Ark like in a Jetsons. God, if only <laughs> I'm going to stay here. I don't want to, um, but in, in a situation where, you know, you can like vacation on Mars and stuff, it, it didn't, it just felt very plausible and very like, it was not hard to buy into it. Mm-hmm. So after you get off of this elevator, you walk through a hallway or a corridor really, and you see this really cool, um, rotating lettuce, uh, like prop, so prop, I, I learned don't know so much it. about lettuce on this trip and I was fascinated at all turns. I loved the rotating lettuce. There was so much fresh produce in Florida. You did. I don't think that was fresh. I think that was all fake. But you learned so How much because you loved living with the land as much as I did. I, know. I love so living with the land. I was just talking to a stranger about it the other day. It's so great. Um, so then after you pass the rotating lettuce, then you walk into this expansive dining room, this you know, this restaurant where you see from a distance the like earth kind of cresting over with what I would probably guess is like 10 different quote windows that you're looking out at earth. And so you see space screens. So you see the earth and then about 75% of the screens are showing the, the space around you. So you will see like asteroids going by and astronauts out there. There's even a dog astronaut. We saw one, um, a couple in love astronauts that like made a heart with their bodies on the screen. Um, so they have this like really beautiful screen scenario, which I can't believe I'm saying beautiful and screen in the same words, it's beautiful. but it's beautiful. Um, that's really what it is. Uh, did you notice that two of the ships out there are the ships from Mission Space at Epcot? I did not. Yeah, oh, yeah. So they're the like the orange and the green for like huh. medium, easy and hard on um, yeah. Mission Space. Those ships are, they fly by at certain points. That's so funny. Yeah, I missed that. But I did love the dog and I loved all the different like scenarios. I think our waitress told us that the screens don't rotate for like an hour and a half. So it's like you're not going to see the same thing for most of your dining experience. You're going to see something new the whole time. 
they also, the um, earth is in the same position that it is in real life. So when we sat down, yeah. um, the server was telling the table behind us, like, hey, uh, make sure you take a look. You can see the earth setting on, or the sun setting on earth. Yeah. And it was sunset yeah. and you could see it happening. Yeah, that was Such so a small cool. detail. It so was, it, I, my first impression when we walked in there was just, wow. They had yeah. that mm-hmm. space noise. I call it the Star Trek noise. Like if you if you watch as much Star Trek as my family and I do, there's always this when they're on the ship, this like humming in the background, and it's like the ship. It's like this like always noise. They had that noise like you're in space, and there's that noise going. It was just like you walk into that room. First of all, the design of the restaurant is gorgeous. The tables, mm-hmm. the chairs, the cutlery. The plates, like, I mean, they put time into that. No other Disney restaurant has that look to it. And I think it's because some of them, I I have to say with like Disney, when you're paying money to go to these like signature dining things, sometimes it's so many tables crammed in a space. You're like, why are we paying this fortune for this meal? It's not even like a quiet, nice experience, right? But you walk into this place and it was like, oh, this is a fine dining experience that I'm walking into. Yes. And we're going to talk about the food in just a second. But like, I know for Kim and I on the same trip, the next day we did the California grill, which I still have a really special place in my heart. And it's a very obviously different scenario, but I would put the dining experience on par with California grill, that signature dining. If you've done that, or I've never done Victorian Alberts, but like you just read my mind. I was about to say, yeah, up there on that calendar. Yeah, I, I have done Le Cellier over at Canada, and it has that same attitude where they really put a lot of effort towards your your entire meal experience, and it really is about the meal as much as, it, like, you don't need to think that you're here in a theme park. It's really about, like, you're here to eat this incredible meal that we're about to serve you. It's like Disney signature dining plus at those places. Totally. Like, because again, some of the signature places are not yeah. really signature places. So, Kim, did you, I mean, did you feel fancy when you walked in there? I felt, yeah, I felt like it felt fancy enough to where I was like, I'm not allowed to be here. I felt weird wearing a tank top in there. I literally had an Epcot <laughs> tank top, my friend of Figment tank top on when we walked in there. And I was like, this feels weird. <laughs> But aren't you always in a tank I top? I am at Disney, yes. It's the one so, time I always wear you know, tank tops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we um it, it felt genuinely it felt fancy in there. It felt like a nice place. And also because the lighting mm-hmm. is the lighting was set down a little bit, so you feel a little bit fancier anytime the lighting is down a little bit more. Um and because it is a little bit quieter of an experience because like you were saying, they have that hum, the sound design is just excellent in there. So it is a little bit quieter than a normal dining experience. It felt fancier to me. Cloth napkins do a lot. I, mean, for I just a fancy loved the cutlery, the black, cool, modern shape cut. Like, yeah, I want, I want that, I want that cutlery in my house. Yeah, let's get it for you. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so what is great is that Adam ate lunch yep. and we, Kim and I, ate dinner there. So just so you guys know, this is a prefix menu. The lunch menu for every adult is $55. For dinner, it is $79. That does not include alcohol, but it does include your, uh, they call it the lift off, but your appetizer, your main course, and a dessert. So yeah. maybe, Adam, we should start with what did you get on the lunch menu? And yeah. then we'll follow up with what we got on the dinner menu. For sure. So... 
Yeah, we did the lunch menu where dessert you had to pay extra for if you wanted it. Obviously, the cocktails you had to pay for. I have to say hats off to my amazing son because he fell asleep right before we went in. We were able to bring the stroller up to the table and he slept through the entire meal. It was glorious. So we actually got to really enjoy it. So our waitress was amazing. She was great at helping pick stuff out. I did the uh, Neptune Tartar, the uh, tuna tartar. But then I was also like, oh, but I really wanted to try the cauliflower. And so she was like, yeah, I'll bring you a little cauliflower too. So she brought us uh, like a smaller version of the Big Bang or the Big Bang, (laughs) the Blue Moon cauliflower (laughs) as well. And Kurt had the Big Bang burrata. So that was kind of cool that she like, I, cause I just mentioned like, oh, I kind of want to try that too. And she was like, I'll take care of you. And she brought out like a little thing of it for the mains. I went all in and I went with the steak frites. I was like, what do I get? What do I get? She's like, get the steak. She's like, she, she basically said to me, you could get like the salmon or you could get the burger, but you're paying a lot of money to get the steak. So I got the steak. It was unbelievably good. I like Mm -hmm. one of the best steaks I've ever had to be completely honest. It was delicious. And Kurt had the quinoa burger Um, for the steak and frites. I want to read what it says because I just pulled up the menu. It's a coffee space Mm -hmm. rub, flat iron, fries, broccolini and chimichurri. That sounds awesome. It was the rub was red meat eaters. So good to the point where I was at Trader Joe's the other day and they had a coffee rub. And I bought it yeah. trying to, I would never have thought to buy a coffee rub for meat before. And then after I had this, it was a Trader Joe's, saw they had this TJ's coffee rub and I bought it and I cooked with it. It's pretty good. Did it have a coffee flavor to it? No, Did it's just like it? a, no, it's like, because you know what these rubs being a barbecue expert from Kansas city, where we all are born as barbecue experts and raised as experts, the rubs, you're not going to get the like. It's not going to taste like coffee, but it's giving those notes that you would get from coffee to it in that rub. And it cooks into the meat and just actually helps bring out some of that flavor in the meat. So Mm. there's also, by the way, for our Texans in the audience, a really good Dr. Pepper rub for me. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yes, I know. Yes. And I don't eat meat. I was going to say, how do you know that there's a Dr. Pepper rub? Because... I have the state of Texas tattooed on me. I know Texas. I, I don't know why. I had no idea. You I do know about the Dr. Pepper tattooed rub. On you. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. In Waco, Texas, you can pick up your Dr. Pepper, Pepper rub. She really loves Texas, though she never lived in Texas. It's not like she grew up there. But I she lived there in a hotel it. for a month. Kim, we need to, this is, oh, boy. We need to unpack this one a little bit. Wow. But not tonight. Yeah, that can um, be the next podcast. That, that's going to be a, a Psychology Today podcast. Um so. Well, my friend Leanne, who did grow up in Texas, was like, I'll never forget, Kim, when she met you. And you're like, I love Texas. I have a tattoo of Texas. And she goes, really? Why? So I think that's uh, that's a fair question. That's probably the question you get from everyone. And I love Kansas City. They got a very cool train station there. That's the only part of it. Union Station. Cool. That's where prom, senior yeah. prom was there. We had a senior prom there. Um, I not surprised. It's very pretty. So, okay. The food was really good. The cauliflower, like it's fried cauliflower. I don't know why it was so good, but it was good. It's like fried cauliflower. Like you get that at like PF Chang's, right? Like <laughs> you get it wherever. For some reason, it was really, really good. 
The tuna tartare was phenomenal. The steak was amazing. And the French fries with Kurt's quinoa burger were those big steak fries. Like they're like literally like mm-hmm. an entire potato wedge pretending ones. to be a French fry. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so good. And then. Yeah. Did you end up getting a dessert? We ended up not. We were so good call by the end of it. We and we and it was also um, Flower Garden Festival, and we had our eyes set on quite a few treats mm-hmm. for Out in the World Showcase. So it, it was just it was yeah. We were stuffed by this point, and it was also really like we usually eat lunch around one or two in the afternoon, and this reservation was at eleven fifty in the morning. Oh, it was well, a lot of food yeah. for that early in the day. Well, our reservation was like at an appropriate dinner time. It was like at 8.30, I think. It was a little bit later. I do remember that we closed down that place. Like we went to use oh, yeah. the bathroom we- before we left. And I'll I'll put it on the Instagram. But I took a video of us walking out. And not a single person was in Space 220 Had any space longer. Space Green's gone the color bars. At that point, they were like, no, <laughs> it's just the old fifties, like the the circle is black and white with the Indian in one corner, and it's just like, yeah, no, um, no. But we were the ones that closed that place down. <laughs> Where did your brain just go to the fifties? I don't know. It's literally, what are you? You're you were born after us. Where did your brain just? I'm thinking. Go of, you invent this. Uh, no, uh, Dana, remember when you were a kid and oh, the no. TV would turn off? <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm so sorry. I, I just let you all know that I'm actually, I was actually born in 1947. Um, no, oh, you guys know, like, the old screens where it would be black and white and fuzzy, and then they used to, did you ever see the movie Pleasantville? It came out in the 90s. Yeah. They did this, and you would see this, like, circle in the center, and it would have these different, like, images, <laughs> and one was, like, an Indian, like, no, you guys. You know, we don't. We it. don't call them Indians anymore. They did in 1950. They did in 1950. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indigenous people. Uh, first peoples. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. We call them first peoples. <laughs> I'm looking it up now. So like now you have to see it. Oh no. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know. The train like. station's really cool, Adam. Yeah. No, Union Station <laughs> is like. I mean, so when I was growing up, the place was a dump. There's some amazing, if you're like super into the history stuff, there's some amazing photos of what it looked like before Kansas and Missouri spent all the money to fix it. It was like rubble inside, just a mess. And they completely cleaned it up. They built the Science City. But also, did you know, there was a huge mafia shooting. We're ignoring you, Dana. There's a huge mafia shooting. I'm showing you the picture. This is nothing. Who is that in the middle? This is nothing. Dana's showing us, Dana's trying to like, anyway, so Kim, outside of Union (laughs) Station, there's still bullet holes that they left in the wall outside from a big mafia shootout that happened in like 1920, 30, I don't know when it was, outside of Union Station in Kansas City. Because the the mob in Kansas City was insane. Anyway, so Dana, dinner at Space 220 after you (laughs) shut it down. Now I just have to keep feverishly Tell us more about when the TV turns off, Dana. (laughs) When the TV in my day, we only had one of those knobs on the side of the TV that would turn the channels, and our remote only had two buttons. Sorry. So anyhow, um, we actually we one had one of those TVs until I was like fourteen. <laughs> See, you know what I'm talking about. For our dinner, which was phenomenal, I loved it. I ended up, I can't actually remember because Kim, I think we split a couple of the appetizers. I know we got. The starry calamari, which is the fried calamari, and it had the um, cherry peppers on the side. 
Do you remember so what good. the what else we got? We definitely got the cauliflower. It was the cauliflower. But I'm trying to think. Yeah. We had three of us. I think we got something else. And then I'm trying to. Th- well, we must I have. because it was we the all, burrata. It's a prefix. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think it was the burrata. It was the burrata. It was the burrata. It was, and it was only sure. okay. Yeah. Which was burrata yeah. with mozzarella and grilled artichoke hearts. Sounds really good, but it was just only okay. The starry calamari was excellent. I also remember the cauliflower, just as you described, Adam, was stellar. So good. Yeah. The sauces were A+. Yeah, the sauces. I don't, I don't know. Who would have thought? Yeah. And then for the main course, I ended up getting the short rib because same point that your waitress made. I was like, I'm here. I might as well get the short rib. Like, get something on the pricier side. And I remember it was really good. I would give it, like, an A-. minus. I wouldn't say it was incredible the best short rib i've ever had but it was really really good very tender i got the salmon as you were talking about the tuna tartare i was looking at it because i was like man that looks so good and i definitely would have gotten that it's not on the tinder menu uh the salmon was oh it's not that's interesting yeah i was very surprised huh. <laughs> looking back and forth between the two um i got the salmon the salmon was good what i will say is that the next day at um, uh, Hotel California, the California and no, no, uh, California, Hotel California, California Grill. <laughs> I um, Hotel I got basically California. the same entree, and it was better at California Grill. Okay, so I was this gonna was hold good. My, I was going to hold this thought till later, but now that you've you've opened the door, because love is an open door. Um, Good one, Adam. Well, guess what? Gunther does interior design. So what do you want from me? Oh, Uh, Frozen is funny? Gunther does interior design. That's hilarious. That's comedy. So we, the night before, we were at the Magic Kingdom, and we had dinner at my absolute favorite Magic Kingdom restaurant and probably my favorite restaurant in all of Walt Disney World, Skipper Jungle Canteen. We went there, too. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I had a very similar steak frites there, too. And I gotta say... I think I enjoyed it at Skipper Canteen a little more than I did at Space 220. And I can't decide if that is a unconscious bias because I really have a special place in my heart for Skipper Canteen or if it really Mm -hmm. was that much better. I think the sauces they put with it were better at Skipper Canteen and it was maybe cooked a little better than it was at Space 220. But yeah, I was going to hold that thought for a little bit, but you you, uh, swung that door open, so I had to... I had to comment. It's not that it was bad. It just, and and when I ate, I was like, this is great because I had not compared it to the other one yet. I was like, this is really good. And at California Grill, because I'm a pescatarian, like my options are a little more limited. And I was kind of hesitant to even have it because I knew I just had basically Don't the same entree. they have like pages of sushi No, we had the prefix menu. We had the prefix. Yeah, we had the prefix menu. They don't, they're not offering the regular menu right now. It's all a 50. Oh, so they're not doing all their sushi thing. right now? We did get sushi. We got sushi there um, as oh, okay. one of our appetizers. The appetizer. okay. They're not okay. doing the like, or, or they it wasn't an option for us on the prefix menu. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. So but yeah, as soon as I had it, I was like, oh, that's, be- this is better. But Still, it was good. Like, if I had not had the other one, I definitely would not have any notes or any thoughts on it. 
You don't have to try yeah. it. Have no so let, forget all that. What was for dessert? Because I didn't get it. Oh. And I want to know. <laughs> so what happened well, about dessert? And I think this is important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, important for everybody to know. Um, we it's also had been there during the Flower and Garden Festival. And we were also quite full when we sat down at Space Do 20 already. We did not expect the amount of food that our appetizer and the main course would be for each of us. And then we also were like... They're like, okay, and what are you going to do for a dessert? And we all looked at each other like we were going to vomit if we ate any more no. bites. Um, yeah. So we told that to our waitress, and she was like, well, you're in luck. We are happy to box up any of the desserts that you pick. So why don't you just pick what you want, and we'll put it, and you can take it to go. And that's exactly AKA what we did. AKA get all out of our us. restaurant. We're trying yeah, to close we're it. Just Please thinking, take your desserts yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah. They might not <laughs> offer that all the time. They probably were like, yeah, we're, we're honestly, nothing would give us more joy than to get you out of here. What can we do? How, I'll give you seven desserts all in a box. You got to go. <laughs> we take them all. In fact, we got 40 still in the back. So just have them all. Come into the kitchen. No. If it's on your way out, come on in. <laughs> Interestingly enough, this was, I loved our waitress, but she kind of forgot about us at the end. So we were, the reason we were the last people there is because we were a little bit forgotten Uh and, uh, which was fine. We were having a great time and finishing up our cocktails. There was another group next to us where absolutely like hashtag Instagram influencers um, because they were filming and and, uh, taking a million photos and they only ordered like two appetizers. We were two in the moment. You guys... They were next to us, but also behind us because I didn't see them at all. <laughs> Guys, we were at Tavern on the Green for a work dinner last week. Yeah. Which, if you don't know Tavern on the Green, is like the iconic Central Park restaurant. This is They've redone the whole thing. Like the outdoor is be- yeah. it's like magical. And anyway, we had a work dinner there because I would never pay for this myself. Watch any rom-com yeah. that takes place in New York City and you've seen Tavern on the Tavern Green. Tavern on the Green. So we closed that place down with my work colleagues <laughs> the other week. And it was us. And then this couple that was like a woman probably in her 30s, a man in his 70s. It was a situation. Anyway, after the restaurant cleared out, they (laughs) spent 45 minutes of her posing underneath various (gasps) lights, doing different things, taking pictures, which she kept talking about. I need this for Instagram. I need this for Twitter. I need this for TikTok. I'm going to do a TikTok now. And she did a little dance and then <laughs> wow! For forty-five minutes, is you know what? Up. We kept ordering drinks because it was like dinner and a show at that point. Uh, I can't believe you didn't even say hi to Dana when she was there. <laughs> Next time you need to hey, influencers <laughs> film the them and send it off to um, influencers in the wild for sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so your Instagram influence same couples at Space Two Twenty. So we ended up getting the carrot cake all around. All three of us got it. Mm-hmm. We took it back with us. We were like, we'll eat it in our hotel room. Wait, we wait, 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 wait. Out when we got I've back. seen this dessert menu. You all got carrot cake? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking really at it good. now. I don't know why I didn't get the shortcake because that's what I'm more like. That's no. what I always lean what? more towards the cocake panna cotta. Is that what? I am, Hang on. Whoops. I don't know if we can all be Okay, that's not a word. The coconut What are you saying? Cotta? And also, I got the carrot cake. Sierra got the carrot cake. What I learned is that Sierra and I love bell and carrot cake. We have a lot of similarities. It's not that I don't like bell. I do like bell. Obviously, uh, give me a lady who reads. Yeah, oh, that's guys. a princess. That's awesome. But what I'm saying is somebody who wakes up in the morning 
does everything imaginable in the world, and it's been about two hours. Yeah, that's a little bit more my you speed. Guys, that's all I'm saying. You guys, she reads the book and paints Why and cooks and cleans. Oh. <sighs> we were Let so it cool. go. I can't, Let Adam. It go. Adam, honestly, I'm looking at this menu, and I think we were just too full to even I, make I'm a like, choice. I, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. No, I made a choice. I will no. always pick a carrot cake. Oh, carrot cake is my no, favorite. It's basic. What are you upset it's about, the, Adam? It's talk so to us. great. Let's, what's going oh. on? Let, let's mediate through this. I love let's a work our way cake. through this. The chocolate what's wrong, cheesecake. Buddy? Oh, no. That was never oh, an option. No, no, no. Listen, whipped no, chocolate. It even sounds sexy when you read it. Whipped chocolate ganache, chocolate sauce, white chocolate crunchy pearls, cookie crumbles, and dark chocolate shards. That is... Heaven on a plate. Nope. The way that your Period. voice just got a little bit quieter. <laughs> I'm having a moment and I like this. Sounds like you should have ordered that when you were there for your lunch menu. Sounds oh, like all three of you should have ordered the same dessert. No, I'm so no. glad we did because it ended up being our breakfast the next morning. The point of dessert is you order when you have multiple people. You order all the desserts so you can try mm. all the desserts and not, not feel bad about it. One of us was going to take one single bite of a dessert that evening. And I will tell you that it is rare that I'm like, oh, I'm too full. I, nobody was taking one single bite. And also, the coconut panna cotta looks amazing. Coconut cream, citrus, lychee, raspberries, coconut meringue, and toasted coconut. I mean, it's very heavy on the coconut. I mean, it is a coconut panna cotta. But, like, yeah, that, yeah. That shortcake sounds good. I love a shortcake. You but. can judge all you want, Adam, but I will tell you that the carrot cake was the best breakfast. It's what it ended up being mm-hmm. for all of us. Um, mm-hmm. I don't regret anything. It was carrot cake, cream cheese, candied walnuts, and toasted papitas. And oh, it was so good. You guys. No regrets. Yeah. It was a great breakfast. I'm just really... With our coffee. Remember every morning, Dana, when you and yeah. I would decide who was going to make coffee for the room yeah it was really cute we so have like our coffee out on the balcony with the animals because we we're animal yeah watch. it was so great one of them would come out of the shower because i have a night shower but like dana or sierra would come out and your coffee would be ready for you it was really cute we were really so cute okay since you disappointed me with dessert Adam let's okay. let's, let's talk yeah, about we were adorable but sure what's up <laughs> no, I'm just ignoring it because I'm just really <laughs> can't believe you didn't get the chocolate. Anyway, um, cocktails. Speaking of chocolate, I got. Yeah, a you're not going to be happy. Okay, well, let me let me just tell you what okay. I did. I have since been trying to recreate this cocktail at home and have not had success yet. But I got the Orion Old Fashioned as my first beverage, Buffalo Trace, mm-hmm. Grand Marnier, and chocolate bitters. So I promptly, as soon as I got home, went to the store looking for chocolate bitters to start making chocolate old fashions. They're delicious, by the way. This drink was absolutely delicious. I loved every second of it, every taste, every drop, everything. So then I was like, okay, I want to try something else. So I said to our lovely waitress, got like bourbon forward drinks, I like those things, coffee cocktails, which we should have a whole discussion about all the cold brew coffee cocktails that were on offer at Disney World that I tried. So she goes, okay, try the Nebula. I said, okay. She's like, it's got Maker's Mark, pineapple, honey, passion fruit, and bitters. I sent it back. It was disgusting. Oh, I sent really? It back. I sent wow. it back. I had one sip, and I was like, this is 
one of the most disgusting cocktails I've ever had in my entire life. What? And she brought me on, she brought it, me another Orion old fashioned and I was happy again. So was it on the sweeter side or was it drier? It was way too sweet. I do not like sweet drinks. Like I am a give me an old fashioned mm-hmm. in Manhattan or a t- Patron and soda. Those are my three like rotating cocktails. This was it was it was just not good. Like just throw some rum in there and call it what it is. Why are you putting Maker's Mark with pineapple, honey, and passion fruit? Yeah, that's yeah. a weird combination. Like, it just, it didn't work. I didn't like it. Yeah. Kurt had the Atmos Spritz and absolutely loved mm-hmm. it. And I loved this drink. It's such a, it's, the drink was literally made for Instagram. <laughs> like, yep. it's, did you guys have this too? Yeah. Sierra had it, obviously. It's cotton candy. So in this drink, it's New Amsterdam, Aperol, Blood Orange, Orange Juice, Prosecco, and a cotton candy cloud, which we definitely filmed the um, dispensing of the liquids over the candy cloud. I'm sure you did as well, Adam. Oh, we did. Um, did. And it was stunning. And it was good. It was not as sweet as what it sounds like when we mention all the the blood orange and the cotton candy. I remember that because I tasted it. It was like a really... The Aperol really helped. It was like a high-end Aperol mm-hmm. spritz is what it was. Because you would have thought the yeah. cotton candy would have made it, like, super sweet, but it, it didn't. It was just kind of a cool effect to, like, pour it over the cotton candy and do that thing. Yeah. So much like you were mad about the carrot cake, Adam, um, well, Sierra got the Adamus spritz or whatever it was, but Kim and I got wine. We got glasses of wine. Because you went to a restaurant I was trying to remember what we got. Oh, he's he taking just, off his glasses. He took his glasses off. He's, he put down his phone aggressively in an aggressive manner. And now he's you guys you know, rubbing went his face. to a restaurant where they have yeah. handcrafted mm-hmm. creative cocktails. Mm-hmm. And you ordered yeah, we did. wine. Yeah. Well, one, we're Californians. We're Californians. Oh, and we ever heard of it. I really just want a, I, you know, a nice red from Paso Robles because yeah, that's what yeah, I drink. I really did. They had a good Pinot Noir from California, and I thought that sounds really lovely. And Wait I've it. also Get had other the box, cocktails though. in the day. I'd had cocktails earlier in the day. Have more cocktails. You're on vacation. For a glass of wine. No, <sighs> I don't. I didn't. I had. I had wine because I'm a Californian. I took the 101 to the 405, and I got myself out of here. I, Why oh. did you get on the 405? No. Go. I did never I take the 405. I, I would never take the 405. Nobody guys, would. I have to take the 405 so often. It's misery. But guys, always take fountain. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember who said that? From. I do, but I don't remember. I don't remember who said it. Not Betty Davis. But around that no. era. Was a, was a it Doris Day? No. Who was it? No, I thought it was Doris yeah, Day. Yeah. Am I? Anyway, is it? She's like, always take fountain, darling, or darling, always take fountain. Betty Davis. But it, Betty Davis said it. You you win, Kim. I'm so smart. So I, I gotta ask. What's up, Andrew? She said it on the Johnny Carson show. What she are you keep calling Carson me, Andrew? Show. Oh, you're talking about other Andrew. I keep you feel like you keep calling me oh. Andrew, which happened, by the no, way, in a no, full-on no, new no. business pitch for work. Are like <gasps> somebody kept referring oh, no. to me as Andrew, and I was like, no, it's Adam. <laughs> <laughs> did you oh, correct no. them in the meeting? No, they caught themselves. You, like, and, okay, yeah, but 
This is, but this is a common thing that happens. Like I get called Andrew often and I don't understand. I don't. That's that, weird. Well, you're a, a child of the eighties and Adam and Andrew are the A names that were of yeah. our generation. Sure. So, so maybe it's that. Okay. So I have to ask, did they, when they brought your food out, did it come like smoky in the thing where it's like, <laughs> okay, here's what happened. Good. Here's what happened. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Cause ours, did. they don't Andrew? do that at lunch. They don't do that at lunch. It didn't come out. Um, so yes, they did. They, my salmon had the plate and it had the smoke and then they put the, um, clear thing on top of it. And, um, the server brought it out. And he wanted to. What is your cat doing in the background? I don't know. I, no, I'm just laughing at where know. Kim is going with this so, story. Um, he brought it out, and we were talking about something else. When he brought me the plate, I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. And also, um, I know that Dana is filming me. So I know that there's a lens on me. I'm doing the best I can. I've already done so poorly when it comes to pictures, so I'm doing the very best that I can. Um, so he's bringing it out, but now he wants to have a full-on conversation about whatever it is that we're talking about, and that's fine but not the moment and so he brings it out and i'm waiting for him he's got it in my face and his hand is on the top of it he's ready to take the lid off but every time i'm like here it comes he's like oh and what do you guys think about congress now that's not uh not it my guy not this he's very asking kim all these random questions and kim's like just take it off yeah. of my salmon and i'm giving a specific what i don't I feel in my heart, but I don't know, looks like on my face, a face that says, I'm not in this, like you're in this. And so we did not lift it off for a really long time. And Dana has a video of what I look like when I'm not invested in a conversation that I have to <laughs> physically be in, but emotionally I'm not. You're like, I just want it. my salmon and I want you to stop talking. Yeah. And that is what my face looks like. So the video... I'm going to post it, it with your blessing, Kim. It's not a flattering photo, but okay. Um, so Kim is very nice to this guy who is spending far too long explaining what the dish is before he just lifts the smoke cloud off of her dish, which looks very incredible. And yes, I'm filming this. But we took a screenshot of Kim at one certain angle as she's listening, and her eyes look like they're nearly rolling in the back of her head. Yeah, because I don't want to talk about exactly it exactly like... <laughs> She looks exactly like Jack Torrance from The Shining in this moment of the all work and no play make Jack a dull boy. Yeah. And so we put a screen side by side of these two pictures because they're making the exact same face. Dana loves to do a side by side yes. for me and she nails it every time. Are they flattering pictures of me? No. Do I care? No, because the joke works every single time. Oh, my God. That's so good. I, I did so one. Good. In the first year of knowing Kim, somehow she shared her, like, third grade school photo with me. And she's making the same face she makes in all the rides, that, like, kind of half-mouth agape, um, <laughs> kind of not fully here, eyes are not looking at the camera. And she's got braces. If you're open to it, life can be surprising. She's got a full mouth of braces. Yeah. And I was like, Kim, you look like Darla from Finding Nemo, the school picture where she's holding the dead fish. That is you, Kim. And I put those pictures side by side, and they are also identical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> same photo. It's the same photo. Okay. So we've talked about this restaurant. Can I say one more thing about when you are leaving the restaurant? The same. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that yeah i understand that it's like just a reverse they made video. you take the stairs because they had already shut that <laughs> they were like down, get out of here we already turned off the lights <laughs> um no uh, the video going up into the restaurant is very cool going back like the return to earth is so so cool i don't know why but i liked that one even more Maybe because I knew it was coming, but like it's so imp- it's just so impressive because it's not a video that actually exists, obviously. So the creation of it is just yeah, hey, amazing. It's Kim, amazing. Kim, you know this yeah. company they they made their start on this little trick called animation. Now what's that? So <laughs> that's when it's a drawing or computer generated image. I know, that's but made it's that company so good. bajillions of dollars. So I think well, if any company is going to do it, you go back to the beginning of this episode, and it sounds like things are not going so well fiscally for them. <laughs> they can't that's afford true. Star Wars land. <laughs> Way to bring it right back, Kim. Again, I've done a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so final thoughts. Do you think Space Two Twenty is worth the cost? Again, for dinner, it's seventy nine dollars without drinks, and fifty five dollars for lunch for an adult. I'm going to go worth it to go once. I'll go back in a few years. I don't need to make this like I like Skipper Jungle Canteen. We go every single trip because we love it. I do not need to go to this restaurant every single time. San Angel Inn, like in the Mexico Pavilion, try to go every single trip because we love that restaurant and love the ambiance. Space 220 was cool. I'm glad we experienced it. I'll do it again in a few years. Sorry. Wanted to wait for the noise of the cat back scratching against the the microphone. Um, I agree. And I think part of it is that it's because it's a prefix. If it was like I could get it for a little bit cheaper, I would maybe be more apt to go again before a few years from now. But that's a pretty hefty price for food that, was good, and I also had better. Because let's be honest, you're going to spend, we're all, we all like our beverages, like going for lunch or dinner, you're going to spend $150 to $200 a person if you're doing this up as your like nice meal easily. When you add tip in, all that other stuff, it's easily mm-hmm. $150 to $200 a person. Yeah. I'm good. I don't need to go to Space 220 again for another 10 years. I probably will go again sooner because I'd really like Ryan to experience it. Um, And that's fine. Like, I I would love to go again, but I would really push us to go for the lunch because I think the 55 is a better deal. I also just counted and there are nine entrees on the lunch menu and there's only seven on the dinner menu. And of the seven, one of them is a steak that you pay an extra $20 for. So really, you're only working through like six options. Yeah, I would. Um, So I, I think that we didn't need our dessert because we boxed it up and it was still delicious. Because you ordered carrot cake you didn't eat it. It was delicious Adam, Andrew. Um, It was delicious. (laughs) I do not need to have that again though. Like I would just do the lunch at that price if I'm going to go again. You know what would seal the deal for me though at that restaurant? Is if they offered a turkey leg in space. We're done here. We're done. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Great. Hey, now that Dana's gone, what do you really think my place on this podcast is? How often well, should I do that? Actually, you know, I kind of had to say something to Dana. Like, maybe <laughs> it should just... 
Hey now. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, sorry I didn't even see you there, dude. Oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Hey, buddy. We knew you were still I'm here. still here. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. My screen is still active, folks. <laughs> we're talking about something else. You don't, it's a, in, a long, it's uh-huh. such a bad. Well, she called the California Grill the Hotel California. I couldn't so remember the name. The host of this I podcast. couldn't remember can, the name. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Kim. You can, you can fill in, but. Um, we got some work to do. I didn't know. I also, Dana was like, guys, I got California Grill. And I was like, Dana, it's called California Pizza Kitchen. We've been there before. It's not that exciting. <laughs> um, and it was very good. But I had no idea. I'm from California. I heard California Grill. I was like, that sounds cool. That's where but- Kurt and I had our very first honeymoon dinner. Oh. Was that California girl? Ryan and I too. We not our first, but we had a honeymoon dinner there, and it was so great. I would say very quickly that I would do dinner at California Grill again for that price tag, which is about the same as Space Two Twenty. Oh yeah, always well, pick California Grill. That's the one to do yeah. way over Space Two Twenty for the price tag, but do it once every ten years so you get the experience. And Disney loves a gimmick. We all know this. They love a gimmick restaurant, and this is like the tops of a gimmick restaurant. So you aren't going to be disappointed with your meal there, but I wouldn't want to do it every trip. No, no. You're paying for the experience. I mean, I know that's like the thing of Disney anyway. Now, if they can just hurry up and open Woody's Backyard Barbecue, then we're talking. That's when we're going to spend Yeah. (laughs) That sounds good. Kim's like, what are they talking about? Woody What's up? (laughs) See, she can't host. She doesn't know what we're talking about. And we're not going to tell her either. I, it, the name is pretty clear. <laughs> I, I'm, I've, I've put together nope. contact clues. <laughs> There's this she film no series idea. called Toy Story. Now, hang on. And that's in interesting. It, <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to us babble. Well, you, if you're still with us, you're, you're super fans of Kim at this point. We did it. It's true. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Well, thanks, everyone, for listening again for another week um, and our review. If you've been to Space 220, let us know. We're going to post all these pictures, including Kim's picture of her looking like the shining um, Jack Torrance character uh, at Space 220. But let us know. Did you enjoy the meal? Do you agree with us that the dinner or the lunch menu is better? And is it worth the price tag? But with that, we will see you all next week. And thank you once again to... One of our fan favorites, Kim, for joining the podcast this week. The OG fan favorite, Kim. You're welcome. Um, Thank you again to everybody that paid to be here. I appreciate you. I will be doing five minutes, so get in line early, of um, a quick meet and greet. But I don't have a lot of time tonight, everybody. But thank you for being here. Uh, Money is going to a good cause. Cutting Florida right (laughs) out of here. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. All right. Oh, it is a good on that on that note. Hopefully, Kim can hitchhike her way home, and we'll see you guys <laughs> next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Oh, that's so good.